Welcome back to Brandy Janae Radio. And on today's episode, we are discussing the Real Housewives of Atlanta, season 15. Um, I started preparing for this about two weeks ago. I started preparing for my outline. And at the time, I named the episode Wrap It Up. Um, That's because I had planned to record this prior to the season ending. And that is what I wanted to discuss. That was the focal point. I wanted you guys to know that I had had it with the season and I was ready for them to wrap it up because nothing was going on. I mean, everything was dead. Um, Sheree's storyline with Martell. Oh my God. Disaster. Um, I don't understand. And here's why it was a disaster for me. I was really rooting for Sheree. Um, when I heard Martell and Sheree were dating, I watched Love and Marriage Huntsville. I've watched them since season one. Um, and I'm a reality TV junkie, guys, in case you didn't know. But back to it. Um, I was really happy for Sheree because I think Martell is fine, okay? I think he has a nice body. And I think he is a gentleman. I know he cheated on his wife. I know he had a baby while he was cheating on his wife and still married. Um, so I didn't say that his character was not flawed. Um, he is a gentleman. He knows how to treat a lady. Most times. <laughs> Cause that could be relative, right? I'm not speaking about the part that he cheated. I think good people make bad decisions. Good people sometimes continue to make bad decisions. The point with me being happy for Sheree dating Martell really was that with the men that we've seen um, Sheree even just entertain, uh, whether that be Bob or the other guy, I can't even remember his name, Tyrone, how could I forget it, honey? But yeah, both of those guys were just not, um, they were not good guys. And a woman like Sheree had no business dating either one of those guys. Um, I'm not saying that there's some lady out there that should be dating guys or men like that, but I think that there is a caliber of a woman who can handle those type of men very differently than Sheree. Um, and so with that being said, Sheree really deserved to date someone who would at least know how to show her a good time, open a car door for her, not slam her head in it, okay? Um, (laughs) And from what I've seen of Martell, I believe that that is him. I believe he is a guy that is just chivalrous. And while that doesn't mean you guys have to go get married and it was going to become some large um, event, what it, what it, what I thought for her was that, hey, you get some good sex, you know, have some fun, and y'all look good doing it, you know? Um, and so I was excited to see them kind of do that. I thought that they would kind of date a little bit. But turns out that was a business arrangement. At least that's what it looked like. I don't know who they trying to convince that it was something else because I am not convinced, honey. Um, and I'm not even sure if they even had sex. Like, to be honest, I was hoping she had got her some good D, but I don't think so, honey. It just looked like they just was there to be on each other's show a couple times because I think he only showed up twice over here and she only showed up once over in Huntsville. And all three of those encounters were very odd. 
They did not look like people who had been intimate with each other. They did not look like people who had spoke intimately with each other. Okay. Like they just didn't look like they knew each other at all. Um, if you ask me and they had the nerve to have a conversation. This is when, this is when I checked out of that episode, uh, out of that relationship and the episode for that part, for that much. Um, is when they sat down and had a discussion about blending families. And I mean, while that's a that, that's a normal discussion you have with a guy or with your with a mate who brings in um other children, but in the midst of them discussing blending families, it comes up, which this is no secret. Martel does want to get married. He also wants to have more children, even though he has five, four with his ex-wife and the one with his side chick. Um and so fine that's okay for you to want more children right however you're talking to somebody who is closer to 60 than they are to childbearing and don't get me wrong women are having babies later in age and i mean as long as she has the capabilities of of carrying uh, um and, and i guess delivering a baby that's a conversation that you um can have but I don't think it's realistic. As a mom of three myself, and she has three also, and she's about 20 years older than me. Maybe we're going to give her 15. She's about 15 years older than I am. Um, I do not think that's the person that you are discussing going back into motherhood with a newborn. Um, she has all of her children grown and thriving on their own for the most part uh, she now has just welcomed in a new grandbaby um that is not the woman you should be discussing um furthering your family with in that way um and so i thought that that was absurd and i checked out okay done with that um so we move on to kenya you know we know King is going through this divorce that has been forever in the making. Okay, they might as well file divorce papers the day they signed their marriage license. However, she's not been able to discuss any of it. And then she shows up on season 15 and she is not here to work, honey. She, and I think she said it on Carlos King's interview, is that she was bored. She did not have anybody that was really you know, going to challenge her or really give her a run for her money. And I can agree with her on that. I really can because the season was boring. To call it the worst season of Real Housewives of Atlanta is almost an understatement. That's a season that should have been left on the cutting room floor. They should have come to us and said, you know what? We're not even going to play with y'all brains with, 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 with what we have here because nobody showed up to work. And the reason, except Marlo, but the reason why Marlo did show up is because she wants to eat. She wants to keep it. And while every, and while Kenya and Candy do not think she deserves it, do not think she should be on the same platform with her. Marlo said, well, I'm going to give these people what they want. So, hey, you don't want to have a conversation with me? Then let me force you to have one with me. Um, and so 
you know, with all of those little dynamics going on, uh, Candy and Kenya not wanting to have direct conversation with Marlo, you can visibly see that in the first four or five episodes. It was not until Marlo, you know, started to express how upset she was about um, Candy not reaching out about her nephew that it's like she had to force her to directly speak to her. Um, up until that moment, it was Magneta that was speaking for Candy to um, Marlo. So while Magneta sat on Carlos King's podcast and said that she wasn't a puppet, I mean, can we just call you Bert? Because that is exactly what your role was the entire season. Right down to Candy, um, there was a scene, Sheree's having the sip and see, and melodramatic Drew pulls up, and I guess she saw Anthony walking in the door, so she calls Candy and says, hey, there's the, this is melodramatic. There's a man that, that just walked in who assaulted me. You know, are you kidding me, Drew? Like, <laughs> And the camera spans to Anthony. Like, Drew is so dramatic. <laughs> However, Candy decides that she wants to walk outside to finish this conversation. And what does she do? Come on, you want to come on with me? Come on, Ma. Come on. And, and, and what Mo do? Oh, okay. Okay. Because you had a party and a person can't walk outside without you. But let her tell it. It was just she wanted to know what was going on. Girl, bye. Everywhere you was, Candy was there. And if you and if Candy wasn't there, because that again, that is why you were there. You were there to fill in for Candy not being there. Candy missed quite a bit of um, episodes this season, which is why she's on the chopping block. Um, is Candy been boring? So it don't have anything to do with what what she did and didn't do this season, outside of showing the f up. As much money as they pay these girls, hey. You know, business is business. I don't understand how it is. They probably do get it. It's the fans, I think, that usually don't get it. But, um, yeah, you're getting paid. You're the highest paid housewife, and you miss half of the season? Then go ahead and do what it is you need to do outside of Real Housewives because clearly you do not have time to collect this overpaid check to do next to nothing. Um, so yeah, I, I would relieve her of her duties also. Um, same with Kenya, you know, you don't want to talk about what's going on in your life. You want to avoid talking to Marlo. You want to produce yourself, then go get your own show, right? You don't need to be on the Real Housewives of Atlanta to do that. Okay. You're next to the highest after Candy. And you delivered zero. And fine, it was because you was bored. Go be bored at home. Who do you think has money, especially now, that's going to be just paying you for nothing? Anybody want to chime in on that? So when it comes to Marlo, Sanya, and Drew, I mean... They're just trying to find their way. And Marlo is just trying to, Marlo has been around these girls long enough that she knows, like, 
what it is they're supposed to be doing to get something happening, to uh, address conversations. But again, it's Marlo. And because the girls decided they weren't going to talk to her, they decided they was going to ice her out. That's a, that's my perspective. My perspective from watching this season, that at the very beginning, you can visibly tell Kenya and Candy made a pact. They made a pact to try to get Marlo out. Or basically probably to discourage Marlo because I'm not even going to give them that much power to say they can get somebody fired. I know that that's not true, but what they can do is mess with your money. They can make it where you don't want to show up for scenes. They can make it where you're not getting a scene. And so it won't be included. Um, Most housewives get paid per episode. It's not Oh, you, you're in the housewives, here's your check. And then whatever you do, you don't do. No, you get paid per episode. So any, um, so after y'all film, cause, and you don't even know how many episodes you're going to have, you film, you film, you film. I think some of the contracts guarantee episodes. Um, I think I remember, um, Nene kind of going through some of that, but anyhow, uh, for the most part, you don't know how many episodes you are going to get. You have a negotiation for each episode. You do your filming and then editing happens and how the way the story goes, you know, that's how the story goes. So again, back to them icing Marlo out. I think that um, they made a decision that if they wanted Marlo off the show, they would lessen her episodes. That's kind of like a wean off for a lot of housewives too, is when you, can we go back to Candy? When you start to see them less, um, that kind of is an exit um, cue, right? Because again, even though you get paid per episode, that money that they're paying you, they can take in and go pay somebody else, right? And pay them much less and keep some of that in the pocket. And maybe they'll go on a few more trips instead of one per year. I don't know. But anyhow, um, Drew, melodramatic as ever, um, turns everything into this extraness that is so draining. We watched her pick Wick. It's funny that I'm going to use the term pick with Courtney um, because I think Courtney running around picking with everybody else. However, we watched them have this debate. and And I guess this is what they talked about at this reunion that they filmed because the season was so boring. I, I, I don't know what they could have possibly had to talk about. Um, but, but from the clips, they had something to talk about. And I guess we're going to watch at least in two parts. Um, anyway, we watched them go back and forth about Monietta telling Drew that Courtney called her a B. It is on camera, Courtney. I don't know the way that the the way that the camera rolled back. It's not clear who's who Courtney is referring to. She used the B word, but it is not clear who she's referring to. And what is clear is that she was not using it in some aggressive manner. Like you be you you get what I'm saying? Because if that was happening. You wouldn't have to question who a person was talking to. If a person was out going like damn, making sure they was calling you out your name, they usually make sure you know it. And so if they all like they were all in the same room and Drew somehow didn't hear, which Drew is naive. okay, and she don't have all of her marbles to me. That's my perspective. okay. I'm not saying that that is true because maybe she does. I just don't think she acts like it a lot of the time. Um, and in this case, particularly, so she goes and confronts 
Courtney. And again, she's probably just trying to do her job, trying to make sure they get something to include in this season. But it's so doggone like, do you know the age group of people that is watching this? So this is what I mean. They She confronts Courtney about calling her a B. Drew is at least 40. And not that you are okay with anybody calling you a B, not that you just, you know, uh, <laughs> that you just welcome anybody calling you a B, because maybe not, you know. But this is, this is how I feel. And I think at 40 years old, you are old enough to um, to just pick your battles a little better than that and a little different. But we all know Drew showing up to any fight. However, uh, somebody, Monietta is the one that had to tell you that Courtney called you a B. When you confront Courtney, Courtney's saying, no, she didn't. Again, it's on camera. However, she just responded to her, no, she didn't. And so now there's this back and forth about if she did and yeah, you did. And, you know, I don't know what it means. And I just thought it was so silly, you know, like, cause if a person, a, one person can't come to me and tell me that somebody else called me a B and then I go and feel like I want to go ham, turkey and bacon on that other person. It's to me, if a person comes to you with that type of stuff, I would think that you would look at that person like you just started mess and I wouldn't let that person gas me up. But as I'm saying this, I thought about it and we're talking about Drew. Um, I think Drew has an automatic uh, winder in her back and anybody has access to it. She needs to really um, check that. I used to be kind of like that. Maybe that's a Chi-Town thing. Maybe when you're from Chicago, you just be about it, about it and ready to destroy anybody, right? (laughs) But she does need to check that because any and everybody can wind her up and uh, send her off. And uh, that's not a good look, Drew. You need to get that under control. Um, So I've already talked about the friends. Now, Again, I had this all planned out, what I wanted to say, how we was going to talk, and I was about to tell y'all how much I really wanted them to do a recast. Well, honey, it took me too long because Love B. Scott went ahead and dropped a blog post last night that put everything in perspective. Real Housewives of Atlanta reboot is in the works. Production is demanding fresh new peaches after a disastrous season. I can't say the writing was not on the wall um, from the episodes being cut this season to the reunion only being two parts to the reunion really not being much about anything that happened in the season. They definitely are discussing things that we didn't see and that didn't happen um, because the season was dreadful in my Dwight um Eubanks voice how dreadful okay because it was um and that is season seven I think is seven the one with Claudia and Demetria McKinney that is a season that I do I can re-watch every other season of Atlanta Housewives I do not re-watch that season I skip past it every time um and even though they had some kind of comical parts in that season uh, it's so draining to watch um it's draining to watch because there were a lot of things going on that was kind of similar to happening here, except 
nobody else could create anything else to happen to distract you from the dreadfulness that was going on on with Kenya, Candy, and Marlo. Um, that was a toxicity that just ruined the whole bunch, um, quite frankly. Excuse me, let me take a drink of water, y'all. So let me go ahead and share with you the post from Love B. Scott's blog site, and then we'll discuss our thoughts, okay? So out with the old and in with the new. The Real Housewives of Atlanta is officially, is all but officially getting a complete makeover. Sources exclu exclusively tell lovebscott.com that production made the call to recast the entire show at some point during the taping of the season 15 reunion. Well, I, I don't know how many days it took them to film the reunion. Again, I can't imagine what took them that long. It couldn't have been no more than eight hours. But the fact that they would make that call during the taping of the reunion was, I don't know, they probably was going back to re-edit some of the stuff and they thought, you know what, we really have nothing. Like it is time to just recast. But I actually was screaming recast from the very first episode. Um, and I'll get into more later. Let's continue. A source close to production tells us that Bra Bravo is beyond thrill with the reception of the recently rebooted Real Housewives of New York. So they're fully on board with production's decision to recast Real Housewives of Atlanta. The network is also very pleased with the upcoming seasons of Real Housewives of Potomac and Married to Medicine. Hmm, we'll see. Now, I do watch Real Housewives of New York. I watch all of the Housewives. Um, and so I know why they rebooted Real Housewives of New York. I watched that season. And I also am watching the current season. I like the current season. Um, what I can say about the current season and actually watching the current season is what made my mind up that Atlanta needed a recast. Actually, for me, all the housewives need a re recast. Um, but here's why. It's a breath of fresh air. There's a whole new group of girls. Everybody is on the same playing field. Nobody is on the higher hierarchy than the other one. They all are starting at the same season and pretty much at the same pay levels. So, um, and, and with that being said, they can all be equally as eager to tell their own stories. Now there'll be conflict and things in the midst of that, because that's what happens when you put a group of people together and they don't know each other and the personalities clash. Right. But, um, it's refreshing. I enjoy it. I wasn't sure about it because, again, I have been um, watching Real Housewives of New York since the beginning. And I kind of thought, wow, that's a little harsh. But no, I love it. I love it. And at this point, um, it's time for a recast for everybody. And reason why is that every it's a few of these ladies that's been on the television for over a decade. Let's just go with Sheree for one. Sheree has been back and forth, even though she hasn't been a consistent peach holder, she's been back and forth. It's been a span of 15 years that we've been watching Sheree. Um, and she has yet to really be in a different position than she was when we started. So my question to you is just how, how long do you watch someone be in the same position? Like that is not fun for me. 
and it's really not encouraging. Like the housewives were the, the ideal, the concept was not made to create conflict amongst women and film it. Like that was not what the premise of, the premise was to show a lifestyle, right? Which is what influencers do. Um, they present a lifestyle, they present a, an aesthetic and they want to inspire people by that. So that's what the housewives were created to do, to inspire other women by their lives, where they shop, where they went to eat at, you know. And and I mean, like I say, the little tidbits were supposed to be that, you know. However, um, now it's become something way different. And again, how many, like, no, I don't want to watch this lady um, continue to get a clothing line off the ground that she told us about 15 years ago. See, the reason why Sheree was able to complete whatever she got, Sheen by Sheree, She by Sheree, um, S-H-I-T by Sheree, whatever we want to call that high-priced stuff she is hawking over there, there's a reason why she was able to produce something um last season and it's the real it's the reason why we have a lot of entrepreneurs popping up because we all found access to different vendors and to, to how to how to get access to these things and create a business an e-commerce business now you mean to tell me we watched Sheree 10 years ago present a lifestyle that was much different than what we were able to obtain and yet when she presents us with her fashion line it is the same vendor that I'm able to go get in my Randy Jackson voice. It's a no for me, dog. I support everybody. I support a lot of businesses, but I don't support foolery. I don't support trying to get over. I work very hard for my coins. You're not going to get over on me for them. No, I'll keep them in my pocket. Um, but anyhow, that that's just my small little rant. But but I'm just saying, so that's why I think it has been time for a reboot and not even entertaining bringing back these old cast members, which luckily, as we're going to go down, they're not because it's no point in bringing back somebody old either. It is time for fresh blood. It is time for, it's just time for some more eager, um, eager little beavers to come and share their story. And also the representation. Um, what represented Atlanta, what represented New York, what represented all of these cities 10 and 15 and 17 years ago um, has evolved. Diversity has evolved. So the great thing about New York recasting is they've been able to recast this diverse cast that doesn't feel forced. They all represent the city of New York in their own way. Um, and I think that that needs to happen for Atlanta. I'm excited for that to happen for Atlanta. Um, let me read this next part. Casting for fresh new, new peaches is already underway. We're told production has quietly been reaching out to managers and agents looking for new girls. There's no interest in bringing back any of the old faces either, not Par Portia Gavadia or Kim Zosiak. Cheers to that, because that's... An, that's I, do not bring Kim Zosiak back on this show when she gave nothing in the first place now that she needs a job. Kim Zosiak going to have to pull out that nursing's license and, um, you know, see what it can do for her. 
While production is looking for all new peaches, it is possible for one or two peaches sticking, to stick around as friends, similar to the revamped Real Housewives of Miami. It all depends on how casting goes. It's possible that RHOA could go on a half, on a brief hiatus to give them extra time to get the casting just right. So that is interesting. And this, this is true. This is true. Atlanta is getting rebooted. Um, and how I know, how I can believe it, even though we, it's still reports and it's still kind of, Bravo hasn't confirmed. And Bravo probably won't confirm until they know a cast. But this is why I'm on board and I know that it's almost true. They filmed that reunion almost a month ago. They usually start back filming within a month. And the fact that Kenya did that um, interview with Carlos King, I'm not real sure when they filmed that that interview but the interview itself and what kenya talked about in that interview and the timing of when it was um aired when when carlos released it it felt to me like a pink slip had been handed out or that was her resignation letter so um because generally when they film the reunion they usually know who's coming back. Like I said, they usually get back to filming about a month. It doesn't take them very long to start back filming. Um, so the fact that we're not hearing rumblings of them filming um, would say that there is something going on. Now, the peaches that I think could stick around really would be Drew and Sanya, possibly Sheree, if they feel like they just need this one person to bring everybody together. But if you recast everybody, you don't. Because everybody, again, starts on the same playing level. Uh, there'll be somebody that, that they'll know of each other or maybe have met prior to the start of filming, and then they'll bring the whole group all together. But again, it won't be these formulations of alliances and, oh, Candy, like, because I know for sure Candy and Kenya have done this off camera. You know, they have packs with each other about what they're going to do and not do on camera. Um, and so, again, once when you recast and you start fresh, you kind of get rid of all of that little nonsense. After a while, when Housewives get so big, Teresa, Nene, Kenya, Candy, um, Ramona, um, Ooh, who else? Bethany, um, shoot, Jill, um, let's see. That's all I got right now. Oh, Vicky, Tamara, um, shoot, Leanne Lachlan. Y'all don't remember her because Dallas, honey, they got rid of Dallas so tough. I don't even think you can go find the, uh, <laughs> I don't think you can go back and get those episodes and rewatch them. But I named all those housewives off because those are the housewives that gained popularity and then started producing themselves. And once you begin to produce yourself, it's almost like coming in and being your own boss or something or, or out bossing the person who's your boss. Like once you begin to do that, what do you need this other person around? Like if you're going to come in and produce yourself, then, I, then you don't need the producers, right? But at this time, if you're going to produce yourself and not produce anything, now you're not doing what it is you're supposed to do. And we're going to need to move around and get some new talent. Um, so I'm in, I'm in, I'm in agreement with this. I'm in agreement with this. Um, looking forward to it and i really can't wait and even for me 
even if it becomes a show that's unrecognizable to what I've known it to be for these 15 seasons that I've watched, I'm ready for that. Even my life has evolved to the point where I can make room to start changing up some of these things that I've been doing for so long. I've actually been working on a lot of that for the last three years, which I guess that's why, um, why I'm so like for it because it feels good. Change is good, right? Refreshing is good. That's what that is. That's a refresh. And, and, and we need that, right? And it's time. This season was the, the, the nail in the coffin and it was saying it is time. Okay. If y'all been considering it, all of these like uh, rinse and recycle housewives that you're doing, it's over. Like, move on and also you make room for a new audience because that like the audience that watched real housewives of atlanta that started watching them 15 seasons ago we've all evolved into something different we all have different um goals now we all have probably different interests we probably are different in different stages of our life um and so Again, we need we just need housewives that represent where your viewers are in their lives and where you where you want the viewers to be, like to pick up the new viewers. Um, so I'm here for it. Let's continue with the rest of the story. Hmm. Okay, as previously reported, Real Housewives of Atlanta has been notoriously difficult to cast, which is the only reason why a few current housewives have gotten peaches in the first place. Now, Love B. Scott is a friend of Kenya's. A lot of times, Love B. Scott um, will write a blog or post, and I am going to say it's my opinion that they post to Kenya's benefit. So that's where that's coming from. Kenya has already made it quite clear in her interview with Carlos King that she feels like they are showing Marlo favoritism by re-editing the episodes and giving her more screen time, which that's more money in her pocket. That's pretty much what Kenya boils down to because the housewives get paid by episode. So what Kenya is saying is they cut her check because they cut her episodes and they gave Marlo the episodes. Here's what I got to say to Kenya. That's what you get for thinking you can slick a can of oil because you had no business deciding that you were going to be able to minimize Marlo's money. You see how God worked? You see how God worked? Hmm. What, what Nene say? You can't win when you play dirty, honey. You never win when you play dirty. And that's, that's how that happens. See, Kenya really forgets her seeds that's what she forgets the seeds that she plants because a lot of times what she ends up running into is her harvest and that's and really that's what we're coming in you kind of set all of this up you um you tricked marlo on season 12 into basically siding with you about the bolo um about bolo sleeping with portia or portia sleeping with bolo um, and you made her think that you guys were going to be friends and Portia and her fell out rightfully so because she did turn on Portia, in my opinion. 
Um, and I knew it then. I said, whew, you turned for the wrong reason, honey. And that girl gonna show her other side. You but what's funny to me, uh what did Nene say? You give me your ASS to kiss once. I'm not gonna stick around for you to bend it over again. Okay? Like, no, we don't have to do that. But anyhow, so that for Marlo, you saw that already, which is why you had no business siding with her in that in that situation in the first place. However, she did. They came back that next season. Like I said, as soon as as soon as Marlo did something to upset Kenya, Kenya took that and just was just cut her off. Done. We're not speaking. Don't address me. She yelling at her, treating her with the utmost disrespect. Um, even though Marlo returns, like I'm not taking up for Marlo. Marlo is no, um, you know, uh, innocent baby. Okay. Marlo gives as good as she gets. However, it is mean to see Kenya do those things to Marlo, at least to me, because I have a heart that knows that Marlo desperately wants to be accepted by Kenya. Kenya knows that, which is why she treats her like that and is really mean and ugly, like, and vile, like, as a person, for you to be that type of person that knows that somebody is looking and wants your approval and your friendship and you use them. That's just nasty. And I wonder how people act like that, walk around and wonder why there are these unfavorable things coming your way. Never really realizing some of that nastiness that you spew out because it's not purposely. Like she doesn't purposely know that that is a very nasty trait to take advantage of somebody like that. And I think that women, when they do it to other women, I think they don't recognize that because you're only focused on when men take advantage of women, right? But women take advantage of other women in their friendships. But that's another story for another time, y'all. Let's get back to this story. Kenya Moore has been very vocal about production allegedly cutting her storyline and editing her salon event out of the final episodes, but our sources say that the reason Kenya's event wasn't shown is because it was dry and nothing happened, even with nearly the entire cast in attendance. Completely false. I wanted it seen because this is an excerpt from Kenya's Twitter. Completely false. I wanted it seen because it's marketing and the show follows my life. Now, you conveniently, the show follows your life when you want to show your salon, but the show shouldn't follow your life and ask you any questions about this divorce you're going through from this man we we barely got to see who you claimed you were so in love with, and when we get to see him on TV, he treats you like a complete stranger. You don't want to talk to us about that? See, see, that's those them chickens coming home to roost, Kenya. Like, you don't get to decide what you bring to them. They can decide to take it or leave it. And I'm thinking they left it, can you? They left it. It's unfortunate, but that's the way the cookie crumble. 
And it's funny to me how a lot of people will have so much to say about Nene and however way her stint went. And here's the thing. A lot of stuff Nene brought on herself too. When, again, I'm going to repeat what I said. As a housewife, when you get too big for your own head and you start producing yourself, it's time for you to exit the show. I, I could be a favorite. You could be a favorite housewife of mine or not. That's going to be my opinion about it. I understand what it is you're supposed to be there to do. And if you're not going to want to do it, then you got to go do what you're trying to do somewhere else. Okay. So, um, okay. This is the last of Kenya's, um, quote or Kenya's response. So my spa opening has a beginning, middle, and end. The end, opening and completion was intentionally deleted while others were focused on that fell out the sky. So this is referring to Marlo. Um, Marlo had a couple of scenes show up this season where she had some foster care events. And I do feel like they did feel like fluffers or kind of like... Um, like thrown together, like they hurry up and figured out how to put this together. But again, you know, people conveniently use what they can to the public without disclosing those things they know in private. I'm able to have some of the perspective I have because I kind of understand the way that the producing of housewives work, not because I've ever done it before. It's just that I've been watching these girls for a long time and you kind of figure out a lot of things and some secrets do get shared. Carlos King, thank you for your podcast because you actually confirmed a lot of stuff that I already thought I knew, but you confirmed that that was right. Um, and so back to to Kenya, like the thing about Kenya is that this is not your show. Here you are producing yourself. You're basically telling us that, hey, I filmed my salon and it had this, that, and we did this and that, and you're upset because production left it on the floor. Um, yet, I'm sure production probably asked you about Mark, or prior to, you probably came and said, now look, I, I'm not going to be able to talk about Mark because we're going through you know, this, that, and the other. And so the thing is, they don't want it. it like, I don't know what's wrong with the housewives finishing a storyline like why do you think we want to watch you barely like like I say we still don't have a full story with this mark character we don't have a full story about how y'all really met how y'all really ended up being married because we watched you with um walter girl you you must have asked that man to marry him or to marry you in the middle of an orgasm Okay. And because y'all were already on the island, you went ahead and hired um, a priest before y'all had to get back on the plane and, um, you know, get back to America. We watched you with Walter. If Walter had said that he was ready to get married in Anguilla, you would have been married then. I don't know who Kenya thinks she's fooling, but Kenya's smart. So she probably thinks she's fooling a lot of people. But I ain't that smart. I ain't that um, far from being smart, okay? So I, I got your card, Kenya. And all I'm saying is you're smart enough to understand that they're just passing on what you have to give. Um, and I think she is smart enough to understand that, which is why she did the interview with Carlos King and why she shared a lot of the stuff that she did share um, during that interview. Because, again, 
that sounded like a resignation type of interview. That sounded like an interview you did not plan on getting a contract for Bravo. Whether they told you not to look for one or you already know you're not accepting one. The point being, you're not getting a contract um, from Bravo. That's not happening. And now we have this story to confirm it. Um, So, as we previously reported, Kenya's RHOA salary is quite hefty, and Candy Burst is the highest paid housewife across all franchises. The network could get an entire new, entirely new RHOA cast for less than what they pay either of Candy or Kenya. Funny thing about I just I mentioned that, but the funny thing about them too, they are the highest paid, and with with much comes a lot of responsibility, right? When you're given a lot, you have a lot of responsibility. For Candy, Candy is boring, but she's been able to last all of these seasons. It's quite possible that had she not let Kenya talk her into turning against everybody um, on the show, she could have kept some interesting enough people around to where she could still have her job um, at this point. However, they're paying you too much for you to miss half the season. I think that's just the bottom line. So if you're getting your, the highest paid housewife across all of the franchises, you're getting paid that. And yet you have to miss a lot of the filming, a lot of the events that's being filmed because you do have other obligations, right, to other things that you're doing. Um, I think that they're going to give you your space to go ahead and continue to grow your empire. Todd Tucker Productions just released The Pass on Peacock along with Candy Coded Productions. I think that's what, yeah, Candy Coded Productions. Um, And so I think Bravo is allowing or truly original, whoever it is that's doing the hiring and firing, um, I think they're going to allow you to get the time that you need so that you can focus on your EGOT. Um, and Kenya, I think that they're going to give you the time um, and space that you need so that you can focus on solidifying this divorce from Mark. They don't want to be the ones in the middle creating any more conflict for you and Mark, um, especially because it is not being beneficial to your case or to the viewers. Um, and so with that being said, thank you for your services. And I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more with this decision. To put it into perspective, both ladies are making around $100,000 per episode. The entire cast of Roni Reboot are making around that for the whole season. That's just one more reason as to why production and the network are down for rebooting the show. With rumblings of a new RHOA making the rounds, we wouldn't be surprised to see more of the ladies airing out their grievances on their way out the door. And there you have it, exclusively from Love B. Scott, Real Housewives of Atlanta is in the works for a official reboot. If you're not already, make sure you're following me on this podcast and any of my other social social media platforms. I appreciate the time you've taken to listen to me today. And until next time, float like a butterfly and sting like a bee.